So, Dennis, I've got, I've got a, I got a, I got to get your take. I got a story I want to tell you. Something happened to me in the week. Um, Good news. We have a podcast format revolving around exactly this scenario. So I think. We'll well, be- bad news. I'm not sure how long the story is going to be. So I'm going to pad it out with a bunch of backstory, a bunch of like oh, setting neat. the stage. The best, best thing you can do there is announce that. Ahead of time, and also to buy some extra time, I'm also going. Because you're talking about talking about it, yeah. Oh, well now, and now I'm going to go off on a, a slight other, you know, with a bit of housekeeping, Dennis, as well, okay. which we don't often do on this show because we obviously try to keep the episodes as discreet as possible. But I tell you what, I'm racking up those minutes. I'm racking up those minutes, man. Every time, like, I'm now, like, aware of when I don't listen to Spotify because, obviously, last week I said I was going to beat you this year with Spotify minutes. I'm like, whenever I'm, I'm not playing music, I'm like, oh, no, no, put it on. I need to have it playing. I need to have it playing. I'm not cheating yet. I'm not, like, leaving it on all night without turning it off. But there may come a time. We'll see. Marty, I've listened to rain sounds before while sleeping at night. It's not cheating. All right. Okay. Well, sure. It's going to be... It's going to be uh, indie rock hits of the of the 2010s all night long. I bet Megan will love that. Anyway, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> 2010s and you got a Blink 182. What? Yeah, dude. All it's right. Just, anyway, I mean that that's the like classic sort of you know whiny. Yeah, you're about 15 years too early with that, but sure. Anyway, speaking of the 2010s, Dennis, we're going all the way back here. We're going all Ooh. the way back to 2008, which was before the 2010s. Um, yes. Dennis, have you, <laughs> We're have, you, have you heard, have you heard, of, heard of a band called the Mountain Goats? I am familiar with the Mountain Goats. I'm not yes. like, I like the Mountain Goats fine. I'd have to be like a lunatic to like, you know, etch it into my flesh or whatever, but I'm mm, not, mm. you know, I like well, them fine. I, I discovered the Mountain Goats at the, at the tender and impressionable age of 15 and John Bad Daniel. Time to discover the, a band, let me tell you. Great time to discover a band because John Daniel owns my soul we've talked on various podcasts in the past about how now he as a fan of magic the gathering a game that you and i are both very heavily involved in he now follows me on twitter because i'm a minor magic personality um which means that i just never tweet because what if he sees it i'm very scared of that you once you know threatened this reminds me a lot of <laughs> gone yeah well you guys i once threatened to invite him on the podcast as a surprise and, right you didn't mean it as a threat you were like we should get him on the show and then asked him on twitter he's like yeah anytime and i was like no 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 you you think you're, it's an invitation, a cool thing you're doing? This is, to me, a threat. I can't have a conversation with this man. Never this meet is, the heroes. This is exactly like in Community, when they're in the hospital and Pierce invites LeVar Burton. And Troy doesn't know how to handle it. Have you seen that episode? Have you, you can tell that Dennis has been watching, re-watching Community recently. Dennis, let me tell you about what happened on the most recent episode of Archer, which is the TV show that I'm just getting into. Anyway, no. Also, no. if we came out the same year. We've got um, a, I want to get into this. We're not getting into... TV show chat when when half the audience won't have even watched comedians certainly not recently. Sorry, that, that's very arbit of me. Go ahead. Anyway, 2008, I'm that into the Mountain Goats. They announced an Australian tour. I follow them around the country. Not in a creepy way. In a, I'm paying my money at the door and going and I don't think you get to way. be the judge of whether it's in a creepy way or not. I think John Darnie L, when he, when he listens to, to this sh- podcast, gets to be a judge of it's creepy. I was going to the shows that they were publicly, like, like, they're making tickets publicly available for, right? His was, address is in the phone book. If I hang out outside it, that's it's just public, public information. information. I'm on a public thoroughfare. No, it's nothing like that. Although, the actually, this part, next part of the story is going to make it sound like it was. Anyway. Flew to Sydney mm-hmm. and then was uh, had a bus ticket up to Newcastle and then a flight to Adelaide and then back to Melbourne. So I was seeing four sh- or five shows actually because they played two shows in Melbourne uh, in, in like the space of a week. Do you know one thing I didn't do? I was 19. I just didn't think about doing this. Didn't book accommodation. Didn't really That's think that far Riley, ahead. Like we, when yeah. you arrived in America, you were like, all right, where am I going to stay? <laughs> so I 
landed in Sydney, went to the show, met some other fans at the show, and they're like, "Where are you saying?" Like, I'm not. And they're like, oh, "You can stay at our place, I guess." So I slept on their couch. That was cool. They got the bus up to Newcastle. Slept in a park that night because I didn't find, I couldn't like, I, yeah, there was no. I was like, oh yeah, I guess I, guess I should have booked a booked a hostel or something, but I didn't. So I slept in a park. That's a cool. little involuntary taste of homelessness. But in Newcastle, I got off the bus at like 4 p.m. And the show's at like 8. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just wander around. And there's not much to do in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So eventually I was like, I'm just going to go to the venue. It's a pub and I'm going to have a meal and just yeah. get, be there first in line for when the band room's op- room opens. So I'm at the front. But as I approach the pub, Dennis, who should walk out the front door? No. This was not a big enough pub to have a a back entrance. There was no, yeah, there was no guest entrance. Yeah, yeah. There was no green room. There was no stage door. John Daniel, right, walks out the front door, flanked by the drummer and the bassist, right? The mountain goat. The mountain goat himself. Chief, Chief goat walks out of, I can't remember, the Hunter Bar, I think. It was, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, walks out of this pub in Newcastle to me, this fumbling, stumbling 19-year-old. And I couldn't believe it, right? Could not like I was. So I was like, okay, well, I, like I brought, I brought a copy of the Sunset Tree, the album that I love, and I brought a sharpie mm-hmm. just in case. So I went up, and I went, and obviously he recognised me straight away as a fan. He was like, okay, I'm getting, this is I'm getting rid of this fan interaction. Look how tight this guy's jeans are. He's the one. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, look at this cool haircut this guy has. He's really into it. Anyway, I went up to him and I was like fumbling over words and I held him a hand to shake hands with him. And this is before COVID. He's like, oh, sorry, man. I'm on tour. Don't shake hands. I hope you understand like germs and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's fine. And while I was Riley, trying to stumble is, out. Like, this, is in Dece- this is December 6, 2008 in Newcastle, Australia. Yes. Yeah. This was at the Cambridge Hotel. The Cambridge Hotel in Newcastle. Thank you. You've looked that up. Anyway. So I'm stumbling over trying to tell him. I have the here if you want to go back and <laughs> trying, to, trying to tell him how much his music means to me, right? And I start crying. I just start weeping, man. Like, and oh it's ugly God. sobbing as well, right? Like, uh, this is this guy has like re- he wrote the soundtrack to my adolescence, and I'm now meeting. I him didn't in, in know. Person, I don't think right? you've told me the story. I, I I don't know how I haven't. We've known each other for years. I don't. This is yeah. Big, this is a, a classic. You always Riley because you've always talked about you know. anecdote. Like I've heard you say many times, I you know uh, John Daniel was my soul, was the center to my adolescence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've heard you say, I, w- I don't know if I'd want to meet him. Uh, we couldn't have him on the podcast kind of conversation. I didn't realize that that is a fear based on experience. Yeah, yeah. It's because when I met him, I went to pieces and literally was in tears. Right. And can I tell you, to his credit, right? Well, actually, maybe not to his credit. John Daniel immediately proved himself to be the biggest hypocrite in the world because as I started crying, he hugged me. He pulled me into a big Aww. hug. Right. So. All the germs in the world apparently don't matter when you've got a fan in front of you. Not, not when weeping. tears are in play, bro. Anyway, no, no, he was he was very gracious, and he was he gave me a lot more of his time than he should have. Right, I, obviously, celebrities don't owe you any of their time. It's very nice when they stop and whatever. And he's very courteous, and all I really all I was really looking for was just to say thank you for his music, a signature, and having been his way. But he stood and he chatted to me for five, maybe ten minutes while the the, the drummer and the bassist just kind of awkwardly milled around in the background. Um, but yeah, he wrote me a nice message on the front of the sunset tree and he signed it, put my name on it and everything. And it's just one of my most treasured possessions. And he was like, we'll see you at the gig tonight. And then you're like, are you guys playing tonight? Oh, what a coincidence. No, no. And then I was in the front row and he was like, he was, when he was singing like this year, he was like down in the, like it's a small bar, right? It's not a big state. Like he was, he was within a half a meter of my face, like yelling the words to this song, right? Like it was it was incredible, an incredible gig, an incredible experience, a very treasured memory. And also a treasured possession you, you, that it's left were, me you with, were, right? You were twin high-maintenance machines, the two of you, I would imagine. Yes, 
Yes, exactly. Well, one of us slightly higher maintenance than the other. I don't know what he's like in the green room. I don't know if he how demanding his ride is. He's back to be like, I hope Riley comes back and hugs me. <laughs> <laughs> he's that magic commentator who doesn't even play magic yet. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, man. In, in, in seven or eight years, I'm going to follow this guy on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. Anyway, um, so um, obviously I walked away with these treasured memories, but also a treasured possession, right? A... Um, mm-hmm. A signed copy of uh, of the Sunset Tree, but at this stage, I'm a broke student. I'm not paying the three hundred dollars it's going to cost to frame it professionally. Man, fr- framing stuff is expensive. Hey, it's really ex- especially when it's non standard, especially when it's non standard stuff like a CD or something that's oddly shaped, right? As we'll come to. Anyway, so it sat on my shelf. I looked after it, was very careful with it, wrapped it up when I went away and lived in Europe for eight years, put it away with all my treasured possessions, and I've come back and now I'm like, well, now I'm an adult with a real job. I can afford to frame it. So in May last year, we're talking seven months ago, I go to a local frame shop. And the way that I picked this is it just happened to be the one that was probably the closest to me. I didn't check very hard. I just typed frame shop frame shops into Google, went along and was like, this one will do, right? So go in. And I go in with two of my most treasured possessions. One is this copy of The Sunset Tree, right? And the other is three pieces of the Berlin Wall. And we can do a little bit more backstory now to, to pad the episode out a, bit, a little bit further. These were given to me. So I, when I was living in Berlin, mm-hmm. I, I worked as a primary school teacher. And uh, one of the mothers of one of the girls that I uh, uh, was teaching, right, at the end of the year, knowing that I'm you know, very into history and all that sort of stuff, uh, she came with this lovely little box with, with tissue paper and opened it up. And inside were three bits of concrete. And I was like, oh. Wow. Okay. Thanks. And she's like, these are pieces of the Berlin Wall. And I was like, oh, are you serious? And she's like, I, as a 16-year-old, chipped them off the wall myself in November 1989 when it was coming down. And I was like, I cannot accept this gift. Like, this is a historic, this is, this is, this belongs to a museum. <laughs> this, this quite literally belongs in a museum, right? Like, I can't accept this from you. You're giving me three pieces of, they're like, it, 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 no, like, I, I, I'm, it's so generous, but no, I can't accept this. And she's like, oh, um, I have like a shoebox full of, the, of this at home. It's fine. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, in that case, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I guess I will take it. It was funny because it went from being this like incredible, rare historical artifact to her being like, no, no, I've got, I've got heaps of this stuff. You know, I've got, mm-hmm. I've got. It's like, yeah, Indiana Jones coming back with the with the crystal skull and the museum curator being like, oh, yeah, nice, another one. We'll put it with all the others. Put it with the other section for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cat Riley, is crying just, in the background. I was about because, to say, did yeah. I just, uh, that was the first time I've heard the cat on the podcast. <laughs> yes, the cat is crying because I think Megan is in using the toilet and didn't leave the door open for the cat to come in and well, join cat, her. I think, it's, I, think, I think the cat doesn't believe in the unified Germany is actually what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> the cat is saying, listen, I'm not going to stand for your historical revisionism, Riley. Anyway, you'll have to excuse the uh, the cat in the background. Um, it's uh, it's uh, thoroughly out of my hands. Anyway, um, so treasured possessions, both sunset tree, um, piece of bill and wall, odd frame jobs, right? Not just a picture what I needed in a standard sized frame. The album is not too bad, but the wall is tricky. <laughs> yeah, the three bits of the three just three oddly shaped bits of concrete are going to be tough. None of them are that big; like all of them fit comfortably in the palm of your hand. But still, a weird thing to you have to mount it. So I go in, the guy talks me through it. He's like, yep, yep, no worries. And then, like, he's, he says, like, we're pretty busy at the moment. It's not, like, I'm not going to be able to get this done quick. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no it, it, it's fine. Don't worry about it, right? It's fine. And he's like, yeah, I'm thinking, like, July. And I go, oh, okay, whoa, fine. It's whoa. like, not even that bad. It's like six weeks. That's fine, right? Okay, whatever. 
And so he draws up the plans and the invoice and that sort of stuff. I'm like, all right, no, do you want to fix me up? Do you want to fix you up now? And he goes, oh no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, just pay when you pick him up. I'm like, oh, okay, no worries. Do you want to deposit? And he goes, no, no, it's all right. I'll just, I'll, I'll do it. I'll give you a call. And yeah, so no well, collateral is you've given him the stuff, right? I guess so. But as you'll see, I hmm, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm now. There's a bit of a suspicion as to why he didn't ever ask for money. Anyway, so. June you go passes. back there, the place the place is an empty lot, and you're still just, down. He just he burnt yeah, he burnt the entire it's an insurance job. And now he's living living the high life. You know, sell, he sold the uh, <laughs> the piece of the building more <laughs> the on the dark tree, yeah. Anyway, July comes and goes. We get into August. By the end of August, haven't heard from him. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna follow this up. Give him a call. Oh yeah, of course. Hey, sorry, yes. Um yeah, just been so busy. I'll uh, I'll get to them. No, no, it's fine. I'll uh, I'll, I'll within the month I'll I'll get I'll I'll get back to you. September comes along, turns into October. I'm away mm. in October, obviously. You and I were gallivanting across Germany together. So I come back in November, right? And I'm like, this guy should have this done by now. Maybe I missed the call while I was away. I call him back. Maybe. He's like, oh, mm. yes. No, they're on my desk. I think they're actually next up. I'm going to get them done. No worries. December. I'll give you a call. December. They'll be ready. Come pick them up. I went in on Monday. Dennis. July. Or sorry, January. January. I went in on Monday, right? And I came in and he's in his workshop. And he comes out and I said, hey, mate, just here to pick up the, the CD and the, and the bits of the Berlin Wall. And he goes, oh, yeah, of course. Yep, yep, yep. No worries. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Takes me over to, to the desk where I had, where we discussed, like he got the frames out, showed me, like laid it out, done the little sample thing. Showed oh, all that close sort of to stuff. a year ago at this stage. <laughs> I mean, this is, we're now seven months deep, right? And Dennis, I'm not joking when I say, and this is going. It, it's it honestly sounds like I'm making this up for like you know the the, yeah. the show. It's like a, it's a detail that I'm adding to make the story better. But I, I assure you, I I swear to you, Dennis, for what it's worth. Oh my, the cat is just really doing a whole <laughs> whole thing for this show. The frame, oh, sorry, the 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 CD, and the piece of the Berlin Wall were exactly where he had put them when I dropped them off on the desk. Untouched. Seven more. Touched. Untouched. (laughs) It's not even as though he like he hadn't moved them to it. It was a very messy like frame area work. It was yeah, the front desk and the workshop, there wasn't a lot of difference between the two, right? But it's not like they were just there. There were like a few bits of paper on the top of them, right? And mm-hmm. he just moved them out of the way, and there they were, unmoved. Seven months later, and this guy just, sucks, dude. <laughs> but so here, I've got some, I've got some questions, right? Because the next thing he does, right, is like he goes, he he pulls the the order, the jo- like job order off it, right, crosses it out, hands them back to me, and says, "Here's what he said, Dennis. This is verbatim what he said. Sorry, I didn't get in." Let's try again. I want to really want to get this right, right? Don't want to defame mm. the guy. Sorry I didn't get them done in time. In time for what? Man, the <laughs> heat death of the universe? What are you it's talking all- about? Also, they're not done, are they? No. It's like, I don't understand what, like, what is, so I appreciate that you started with, I'm sorry. That's a great start to that sentence. Yeah, but- when, you, when you went back to start the sentence again, I thought you were going to revise out the word sorry because he hadn't actually apologized. I, can I tell you what? It wasn't much of an apology. It wasn't much of an apology. It was. It was. It was. It was definitely cut from the same cloth as "I'm sorry you're upset," rather than "I'm sorry mm. that I, I did it something to upset you." Um, 
I didn't know what to make of it. I mean, I didn't make anything of it. I just picked it up and said, yep, thanks very much, and went to another frame shop, and they said, we'll give you a call in two weeks. So we will see if the frame in the framing industry on the Sunshine Coast is riddled with charlatans and liars, Dennis. If I get a call in two weeks' time, we'll know that it's not. What was this guy? What? It's episode 49 now, so you should be on track to have your frames done by, what, episode 75 or so? I'm, well, yes, I guess so. <laughs> That'd be a brisk turnaround. But what? Like, here's my question. This guy warned me it was going to take a long time, right? Kept delaying it whenever I called the phone and didn't take a deposit or any money off me. My question to you, Dennis, is did he ever intend to actually do this job? I mean, there's no reason not to. It's just, it's money, right? I th- Look, I empathize with this guy. There are many things in my life that I procrastinate, kick the can down the road, and keep things on the long finger, N plus one style of living your life. I Honestly, I have admiration for that. But I would at least understand if he'd taken a deposit, because then you'd be like, well, I've got, he's got my money. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? He didn't just, even do that. I'm not, no. That would be worse, obviously, but I would at least understand what he was doing in that case. In that case, he's just, yeah, he's just running a long con. But, like, I'm so glad I didn't have to fight for a deposit back. But I just don't know, because he didn't seem keen. I mean, not that, like, not that you know, I imagine he goes, oh, please, let me frame you. It wasn't like that. It was just like, yeah, I don't know. Were there other things there being framed? I mean, I assume so. There were lots of pictures. And (laughs) did I see any what? (laughs) Any frames? Is this like a Ponzi scheme? Has he ever framed anything? But where's the con? Where's the money? He's, he's, a, he's he the worst Ponzi scheme. Out of, he didn't take any money off me. Maybe. So here's the deal. Maybe if you went on like Craigslist, there was, you know, loan three pieces of the Berlin Wall for your party for $200, yeah, $200 up for months on end. Yeah. yeah. And he just so happened that he it, it was it, he went back and painstakingly replaced it exactly where he'd left it. So I wouldn't be really, alerted to the suspicion know, that it was being hired out. Did he really not move them? That's absolutely insane. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm, like, there's not an embellishment for the sake of the story. This is not the Dennis Trainer director's cut. Like, they, they were in the exact same spot, just had some papers on the top of them. And he can't claim out of, my, out of sight, out of mind. I reminded this guy three times, right? Also, we went there. They were in sight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In sight. Not, certainly not in mind. I don't know. I don't know what this guy's deal is. I don't know if he's busy framing, you know, uh, stolen Picassos out the back. You know, I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's he's got he's got some other racket and this is all just a, a front for it. Mm. But I do know that I went back after seven months and not not ne- not an inch of frame had been put on that that wouldn't be very useful. I don't think they do it inch by inch, to be honest. Yeah, you're like, well, I already put the first two inches in. Sorry, I'm getting so I'm, I'm, po- I do, I'm I could you stage. could you imagine though? Mm. Let's say let's say it was two hundred dollars to frame them, which I'm sure it was more. But let's say it was two hundred dollars, and he was like, "Yep, yeah, I need um fifty dollar deposit." Because yeah. seven months ago, you've been like, absolutely fine. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Here you go. Of course. Right? I, I, I offered to pay in full up front. Let's right? imagine you just give him the deposit. All right. And you so I give him, I give him a 25, 25% deposit. All right. Reasonable. You come back now. Yep. He's like, I've not got a chance to do them. And you're like, I, I think I'm just going to take them somewhere else. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to have to keep the deposit though. No. How does no, that conversation not. go? No, I say, well, mate, seeing as you've had what? ample time to do them, I... I you know, I really, and I've like reminded you a couple of times as well. I, I, I think I'd appreciate a full refund of the deposit here because, like, that deposit was meant to secure your services, right? Which I think. Well, you had- I understand that, but I've been, you know, I've been putting in time designing and iterating and, and you know, working on this project, and I, I, th- I, I need, oh. I need to be, I need to be compensated for that. Okay, sure. So, can I see some of the results of the work that you've already done? 
Well, I mean, I can't if you're not going to be a customer of mine. That's proprietary information. I can't like you know, I can't, I can't, I can't show you designs. Then you go take them to someone else and go. Oh, I want them to make exactly this. But you're saying that you have made progress on this on this assignment. Well, of course, I have. Right. Okay. So if I leave these here for another how long, and then they'll be framed fully done. That's a problem. Complete, I'll, I'll probably get them done to you in a week or two. I'd say. <laughs> I can expect a call from you in a week or two. I'd say you can expect a call. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. A week or two it is. I'll be back then. And and then I, I I can imagine if I come back in a week or two and you still haven't made any progress that's visible, you well, can show me. If you're listening then- to this podcast on Spotify, Riley, just hit back, like the back 15 seconds, three, two or three times, and it'll give you an idea of what that conversation two weeks will be like. I'd say okay. it's probably yeah. your best bet. Yeah, exactly right. No. Uh, I don't know. At that point, I probably would, I'd probably go pretty hard for the 50 for two reasons. Uh, one, I'm a huge tight ass. And two, I'm not. I'm not about to be taken advantage of like that. Dennis. Well, that's actual con. He's actually conning you at that yeah. point. I think. Yeah. Because I don't know. At this I don't new know frame if shop, these right? ever would have gotten framed. Uh, let's, this, let's say about the new, the new one. Yeah. At I'm this new frame shop, this. I paid a deposit. I paid a fifty percent percent deposit, and unless this turns out to be another, unless they, yeah, unless they're also getting on on the on the highly lucrative renting out pieces of the Berlin Wall for your party industry. I'm expecting that my my frame is my frames are going to be ready to go in a couple of weeks. But no, I don't think he was ever going to do it. I don't. I don't Man, think he actually ever intended to do it. I wish this was like an episode of Black Mirror or like um, the Twilight Zone, and the person at the desk is like, "Yeah, we'll find this for in two weeks. We'll need a deposit no problem." And then walks back, and it's the same guy in the workshop in the back, and he's like, Haha, "You again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. never I mean, getting framed." There's, there's something. There's, there's other, other explanations. Maybe he just has better and more lucrative jobs that are more worth his time. You but know. then don't take the project and stop lying about it. This happened to me uh, when I wanted my bike fixed. So again, similar situation with my That's bike. That's a more pressing issue than getting something framed. You might need that bike to live your day-to-day life. So I needed my bike fixed, right? It wasn't an urgent thing, but it certainly could be for someone who relies on the bike as a, their primary mode of transport. But I just went to a local bike store, walked in, and I realized immediately as soon as I got there, a lot more upmarket than I thought it was going to be. This wasn't a re- this wasn't a place where you could buy a kid's mountain bike. This was a like- Did it serve? Did it serve? Oh, no. So it was so like, I've been to two kind of upmarket- bike shops yes there's this is for people who are like who call it a velodrome like and not a, you know what a i mean velopede, this yes, is, yeah 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 uh and then there's ones where like we're dog friendly and we serve oat lattes as well as being a bike shop I've been oh no 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 well. this, this was, was for this was, this was for rich this is for rich old lycra clad white men this was the gotcha. yeah who yeah, go yeah, out yeah. in herds on sunday mornings yeah exactly you know there were like a grand total of five bikes and all of them had Half five of merchandise yeah. <laughs> five figure price tags attached to them so i walk in with my beaten up fixie that i've had for you know 15 years and the guy you're doesn't such a hipster with your fixie bike oh my god <laughs> he doesn't Holy even is this before well. or after you dropped off your mountain goats album to get framed <laughs> give me your lunch money <laughs> holy shit um he didn't even pretend and I, I kind of appreciate he was very rude and very brusque with me but he's like no mate full no nah, absolutely do not have time sorry there's no way okay. don't have time to. and i was just like you're lying are you lying? You just don't want to work on my my shitty old fixie, and that's fine. I'll I'll play your little game, old man, and I'll pretend that you know mm. I, I'm going along with it. Uh, and he recommended, in fairness to him, he recommended a couple of other places. Took him to one of them. They it's did a great really dumpster well. around the corner. That's probably a great place to take your bike. Yeah, he was like, yeah, oh yeah. So if you want to deal with that bike, what you want to do is um, the trash collection is on Thursday. So if you just leave yeah. it out, right, they'll take care of it. No, he he sent me to another place, and I got looked after there, and it was fine. But. I appreciated his honesty. Well, not his honesty. I appreciated how forthright he was. His candor. Like, yeah. I am not. I'm not going to fix this bike. I'll lie to you. I'll do you. The, I'll do you the courtesy of lying about why, but I'm not going to. There's no chance. 
Would you have rather that if he was like, I'm going to love with you. I'm a terrible person framing things. You will never see this again if you leave it in this workshop. If he'd just been like, I don't have time to do this. You can take it somewhere else. I pro- I think I would have. I'm not, I'm not really. Ir- That's like framing something's not urgent. I would have just put it on the wall or on a cabinet and like looked at it and felt happy about it but looking nice. But like, it is a weird way to run a business. Like it, at, at, the he- very, at the very least, I just cluttered up his desk for a long time. Did he mention which July he expected to have it done? Dennis, we didn't specify that. Oh, no. He didn't specify that. Yeah. I mean, you're asking for this thing six months early, bro? That's a little rude. I came in. I just, I barged in, right? I've barely dropped it off, Dennis. How easily had a chance to pick up his tool? Tools. I imagine there's more than tool. one that you use for framing. Just I, one I, framing I, tool. I, 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 he's not, he's not the right guy to ask. I don't think he's yeah, ever no, used I don't. <laughs> He's never framed anything. <laughs> Riley. Go. You've been talking about a negative experience you had with the business. Yeah. And that ties in neatly to my topic for this week, which hmm. is the same. Oh, what have you? What did, what did you fail to have framed in time? Uh, well, uh, a piece of cinema is probably the most accurate. So Nikki and I last week decided in the middle of the week, let's go to a movie. Mm. You, know? you love going to the cinema. I love going to the cinema. And I make an effort to support the cinemas in the area that I live because I want them to, to continue to exist. Mm. Right. So Dennis, Dennis loves this cinema. It's like, is it Art Deco? What was it? Edward no, no, not even. Not, that, well, this wasn't even that cinema. But yeah, I love the Stella, for example. Yep. Yeah. In, in That's the middle an old of school, like theater uh, yep. yeah it's got couches and stuff but i love just going to a normal sticky floor popcorn cinema too yeah 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 so we went to the cinema <clears throat> not far from us here and right it was it was the worst movie going experience i had in my entire life <laughs> wow what so happened? i booked a ticket i booked a ticket okay and i love exaggerating you know me well this is the thing like remember everyone to put the the equivalent of or, you know put, put the Get your mind ready for the Dennis Stranjak director's cut here because everything in this story will be exaggerated in between 10 and 110%. I'll be, I'll, I'll try, I'll try to keep it relatively close to the truth here. Okay. We pull into the car park for the cinema, which is across the road from the cinema, which is already kind of weird, but whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And we go to leave, and the staircase out of the cinema is, out of the car park, sorry, is covered in empty beer cans and just. Just human waste. Is this the cinema that we went and saw the the, the Rise of Skywalker at? No. We saw that okay. in Stella, didn't we? Oh, so we did. But we did stay in a car park, and I remember there being stairs. But no, okay. We, we stayed no, in a car that, park. No. Stay in, what about you following the mountain goats on tour? No. Oh, man. <laughs> um, okay. So what's going on there? Were there any clues that indicated as to why this was the case? I don't know. Someone clearly had just been there the night i hope the night before and no further in the past than that and had yeah. you know a weird evening to themselves in that in that little stairwell just had a bit of and a i moment, was like well yeah. look i don't blame look this this kind of thing happens and i shouldn't have been that person i'm sure they had a worse night than i had the, 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 the um seeing it the next day but i was like that's weird get into the cinema half of the like check-in desks where you buy food and everything are just closed and boarded up boarded up so i'm like okay like, so not have, just closed, have, not just like we can serve you at another checkout, like boarded up like a zombie apocalypse. Well, no, no, not trying to keep anybody out. They have them like covered in like black cloth and they clearly don't use them anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's two or three like pallets of bottles of water just sitting in the middle of the lobby. Okay. Like the so bottles of water that they then put in the fridge, you know. Delivery's been made and not unpacked, yes. 
Oh, we were going there at night. The delivery would have been made that morning at the yeah. latest. So well, I haven't had time anyway. to clean up the stairs. So what, what yeah. chance have they got to get in the water bottles? So we get in there. Um, one of the slushy machine things is broken. It's like leaking. It's all self-serve. The Where guy was gives this, McDonald's? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, the washing machine's broken. This is all f- whatever. The popcorn sucks. It's stale. I hate that. That's fine. Because one of the cinema is an expensive thing. I was watching this... Um, this um interview with like Brendan Fraser and Adam Adam Sandler and stuff. Mm. And um he's talking about how like it's actually Colin Farrell's talking about he's like, look, I know this makes you seem pretentious, but I really, really don't want someone, you know, to set up you know, pick a night. Who knows what kind of babysitter they've gotten, they've paid it. This is maybe this is the one time they get to go out and have a little have a date, you know, in the month and then go see some piece of crap movie I made. And have it ruin the day. He's like, I don't want anybody to make an effort and set time aside in their calendar to go see Alexander. <laughs> I was like, I appreciate that. That's very right. honest. Of okay. <clears throat> um, but so we get there. We're going to see Violent Night, by the way, which okay. is a movie that I would wholeheartedly recommend. Right? I think it's a Christmas movie you would enjoy. So it, it stands up, even though your cinema going experience was was bad. Obviously, it wasn't based on the film. Well, the well, so we get there. They start okay. playing the ads in the trailers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The middle channel is an audio engineer. You appreciate this. I think it was the middle channel. Either is completely off, or oh, no. is at maybe ten percent the volume it's oh, supposed to be. No, yeah, yeah. I've been to films with sound issues before. I remember going to see Lord of the Rings, and like one side of the cinema was way louder than the other, um, and mm. it was yeah, it made it for made for a very unpleasant viewing experience what what this meant it meant that there was no music it was oh, a track dude, the music what? goes in so they had so all you had was very very quiet music because it, or whatever is bled over into the left and right channels tiny right? bit into the other channels yeah um so we're watching like a movie trailer for some action movie yeah it was the was movie trailer for avatar came on as well and when you turn the music down to like 5% of the intended volume, oh, movie yeah. trailers are very silly. <laughs> yes, it's just weird disconnected shots with no relevance or theme or It's very mo- understated. To them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's like a bunch of stuff happening and you're like, mm. <laughs> and I was like, this is a weird vibe. <laughs> and then the film starts and I noticed at the bottom of the projection is a little bit curved. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Oh, the box just set up a little bit wrong. Oh, no. And I look up, and it's not just that the bottom of the projection is curved. The top 15, close to 20% of the actual film oh, this would drive is me being mental. projected onto the wall above no, the screen. No, I could not deal with that. No, no, absolutely not. I used to have, uh, I, we, we, used to t- we used a smart TV now. You don't put putting apps on the TV, don't you know that? Got apps on the TV. They got apps on TV. They got apps on TVs nowadays. Well, they got apps on TVs. Think of next. Wait, you don't have that projector anymore? I know. I've still got it, but I don't use it. Um, Projectors suck. I didn't want to tell you this at the time because you had one. I think projectors are terrible. I think they're fine. They're fine. Okay. Well, I like mine. You need a backlight anyway. Uh, They're fine. It has to be dark, but it was it was fine. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed having big. big, It's a very small projector, but obviously projector big big size. But I had to. I don't. Did you see what I had done to the projector to make sure it was even? Right. I had I this like remember, whole. No. I had this whole setup with like, you know, obviously both of us played Magic. We have a bunch of Magic cards lying around. I had Magic cards 
underneath them, like to the perfect degree so to like make 33 sure. 33 on one side, 31 on the other, that kind of thing? To make sure the screen was exactly level. And, you know, you, I had that level of, of granula, granularity with magic cards that I could put something so thin underneath and I had it all perfectly balanced and then blue, blue tacked in, in play so it wouldn't move or budge. So, no, so I would, couldn't. You would not have abided I missing the top 15% of the film. <laughs> and a Christmas film too as well. So, no, absolutely not. Um, so safe suffice to say, we've I've never gone back to the cinema ever again. Even I have limits of my charitable support of the local cinema cinema experience. Because Nikki and I in our old apartment, we used to live um near a cinema. Mm. And they had a thing where I think it was twenty one euro a month, and you could go see unlimited movies. That's a good deal. That's that's not a bad deal at all. Yeah. It was that basically pays itself part, it after basically, like the after the two. third one, right? Yeah. You're up, you're up, yeah. So, but because we lived, I'd say, six or seven minute walk away from the cinema, the bar then is so low. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it was yeah. nice because you, when you open up Netflix, like, oh, I don't want to watch something. We're like, well, what's on? You know? Yeah, yeah. And we'd wander down. I remember going to see Atomic Blonde and we're sitting halfway through Atomic Blonde and I was like, this sucks. And we yeah. just left. Let's just go home. <laughs> we do yeah, that sick. all the time. That's so <laughs> sick, dude. Yeah. See, that, I can get behind that. But it is it, like going to the cinema is such an ordeal. Like it really it, is. It, it's so much money as well. And Dennis, like you know, I'm not I, someone who likes to be parted easily with money. When you think that you could just instead of watching a film, like going and paying thousands of dollars to go and watch a film, and like you could sit in the comfort thousands. of your own of your own home, you could sit down on your couch and just close your eyes and just imagine with the power of okay. imagination. What are you, a pilgrim? And, that, right. and that's free. That's free, Dennis. Have you um? Do you see that tweet the other day? Um. That was like, all right, I've, I have a new idea for a company. Um, okay. Venture capitalist funds, listen up, please. I'm looking is this, for uh, is this, squeam billion dollars. Is this people in, like, is this tech bros inventing the bus again? Well, no, this guy was joking. But um, okay. he was like, so right now you got your Netflix, your Disney Plus, you know, you got your Amazon Prime, you got your Paramount Plus, you yeah. got your HBO Max, here you got your Now TV, yeah. all these different streaming services. You total them all up. If you have them all, it's like, it's like, it's like $90 a month mm. or whatever, $110 a month sometimes. He's like, I propose we bundle them all together, all on one screen, right? $85, we call it cable. Hear me out. It's going to be huge. And I was like, oh, God, no. And it has happened now because everybody wanted a slice of that streaming pie. And now yeah. if you want access to everything, it's more expensive than cable used to be. And I used to, I used to be like, why would I pay for TV? I have Netflix. Yeah, but no, not anymore. Like you can't because everything has been like Netflix used to have everything, right? And now it's been split up between all these different services that like it's a crapshoot as to whether you're going to be able to watch the thing that you want to watch. Yeah. Well, we talk about we talk about the movie jar that um me, Steve, Nikki, and Jeff have, where we all put in five movies each and we pull them out. Right. Love this idea. I, I, I honestly like I, I I would love to do something like that. It would I, I'd love to just. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. You Listen, that. you came at me so hard for being down on that idea last time. I'm trying to buck up my ideas. All right. New year, I, think new re- I think it reflected poorly on your character. <laughs> I think it made me sound like a, a curmudgeonly old grump and I'm trying to turn things around, Dennis. <laughs> trying to turn things around. You all can right? lie to yourself, but don't lie to me. All right. We, um, I, okay. So I, we have- I, I revised my position, right? I'm not going to okay. lie to you. I still would hate it, but now I would at least try it. I would at least give it oh, a well, you know what? We'll take it because we're not we're not quite there with Death Stranding yet. So we're we'll, no, we'll we are not. It, even Death Stranding being free on the Epic Game Store was not enough to. It's I'm still. What, well, it's it wasn't enough to convince me to play it. It was enough to have you send me. I don't know how many hundreds of words 
trying to convince me that I, I should play it. It started off just like friendly, cajoling, hey, just give it a go, relaxed, uh, cruisy, yeah. casual. And then it started to become more and more earnest with more like, you know, of a dot point debating yeah, yeah, yeah. style. Here are the reasons that you are wrong for not wanting to play Death Stranding. We didn't quite get to threats. That's that tends to they come later. I yes, want to keep use, that. I want to keep that up my sleeve for when we need it. Yeah, you find yeah. a piece of leverage over me, and then you'll you know you'll blackmail me with like thousands of dollars for charity or the use of oh, a yeah, domain name one. or that sort of thing. Yeah, in order to get me to do something I don't want to do. But it's going to be a steep price this time around, boy, for me to sacrifice eighty hours of my life to watch uh, Ma. What's his name from The Walking Dead? Daryl from Who The Walking Dead piss into a monster can monster energy can the monster energy is back in the game by the way they took it out for a while it looks like it's back in the epic, epic games version oh so they must so have paid the original, the monster energy original, must have paid the piper hideo, hideo went to them and they're like hey listen you pay up or we're going to stretch red bull I'm on, I, I'm on a private jet to austria unless you pay up right now monster energy um but we for this movie jar we have you know it's usually it's a, it's a nikki in my in my place we mm. have netflix amazon prime now mm. tv Disney Plus wow. and Apple TV. Right? Must be nice. Wow. Dennis. Well, we're like, we, wa- we watch like four movies with the guys every Sunday. They're always random. We have all these things. We want so you to like, you got to cover all bases. Yeah. 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 I can't tell you mm. how many goddamn times I end up renting the movie on YouTube, bro. Constantly. And I, 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 it's getting to the point where I'm like, what am I paying for? Well, maybe there's something, these to, this, maybe there's something to this cable idea. Why don't we just put, bundle them all together? You can't fit all. Can't fit all those movies in one cable. What are you, a, a space alien from the year three thousand? It'll be ridiculous. Get, get, get a thicker, get a thicker cable. Get a thicker cable, right? You said that was a very, that was a very good Larry David impression. Just there, uh, you get a thicker, thicker cable. cable. I understand. Thicker cable. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's becoming financially ruinous. Like, like to keep up all these streaming services with no goddamn movies on them. Yeah. In the, to their credit, we watched Equilibrium last week, and that was just on Netflix. Great film. Would recommend. <laughs> But that must, at that point, like finding the film that you want to watch on Netflix must be, it's, it's like finding $20 you forgot about in like a jack of pockets. It really like, is. Oh, it, oh, my favorite is because Jeff picks some random movies. Because I try and pick like movies that I liked as a teenager to like mm-hmm. revisit. And I've been like, mm-hmm. like, we watched like Kung Fu Hustle, a movie I loved, right? We Batman watched, like, Begins. Constantine. Yeah. Movies. This, oh, I was joking. Back, my, is The Dark Knight actually there? Is it? No. But okay. it is in that space. These are movies that I had on my PlayStation Portable, Riley. That's the kind of angle I'm going for. That's pretty good. Nikki goes for like cult classics that are weird um, that she loves, like Shock Treatment, which is like the sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Or she wants to watch like old um, Black and White Dracula movies, that kind of thing. All right. Steve goes for like movies from the 90s that you probably should have seen kind of vibe. Steve's very much like everyone here's seen The Green Mile, right? That kind of thing. Right? You've all seen Being John Malkovich, right? Well, I put that in. But, oh, you put <laughs> Being John Malkovich in. I believe so, yeah. That film is very bad. I love that movie. Hold it up. Very, it, is a very, it is a very bad film. I Did you watching, watch it recently? I, I watched it recently. I was like, this sucks. It's, it's I great. It years, no, watching it years ago, I was like, oh, this is really good. This is like quirky and funny and clever. And you watch it again, there's a lot of words in there they shouldn't be saying. But quite aside from well, that. that's true. Quite aside from that, it's just very bad and weird in a way that it's i just i just don't think i'm a spike johns fan man yeah he mostly directs music videos to be honest <laughs> oh oh actually that's not true i do like spike johns music videos weezer i won't hear about words heading against some dennis we very ne- quickly need to move away from this we are just now two white guys on a podcast talking about movies so let's uh let's keep it going here let's keep it rolling You're right let's go talk let's go back to talk about weezer the mountain <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
it's much better. Oh man. Um, I kept um, I'll, I'll, well, we can finish on this because yesterday I was texting, I was listening to "They Might Be Giants," which made me think of you, which is about because they're a band you quite like. Mm-hmm. And Spotify was doing the thing when you finish. That's not. To let's. A song, I, I'm sorry. I'm just going to set the record straight. They're a band. They the, they're the only other band that I have a tattoo of. So I would say that they're they're right up there. Like it is. It's dead heat between Mountain Goats and and They Might Be Giants in terms of favorite band. Who's your favorite band? Yeah, but is 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 is, is They Might Be Giants' pinned tweet on Twitter say say I wanted to play Magic the Gathering cuz John Daniels does. No. Well, no. And if if the other if also the people from They Might Be Giants who are also named. Do you know what the two front men for They Might Be Giants are named? John and John. John and John. So the three most It is musical, probably it's probably the most common name in the western world. To the be three fair. most important musical musical figures in my life are all named John. Um, I've met them too. Didn't cry. Didn't cry. It was very much wow. a f- standard fan interaction. Get a photo. Thanks very much. Love your music. Cheers. Um, but they, yes, you were listening um, to that moment, Giants, and I was very happy. And I and I kind of did a yeah. bit of a Dennis Straniak thing. I just sent you song after songs. Listen to this. Listen to that. Listen to this. Yeah. Read this Pitchfork nice. review. But this, yeah, you did actually send me a Pitchfork I did send you links to Pitchfork um, of that stuff. Uh, you felt your jeans tightening around your thighs as you're talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was listening to it in Spotify. I was doing the thing when we finish a song. It's like, oh, let's play a similar thing. And it mm. just kept trying to upsell me. I, it would, I would finish listening to, I don't know, Burn Ass in Your Soul or Stuff Is Way or whatever. And it would just be like, Matt and Goods, though? How you feel about, how you feel about Rain and Soho? He like that Rain and Soho. I'm like, stop it! <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Straniak. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show. Get the show a little bit early as well as some other exclusive perks and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here.